Pentagon, the rock of talk. All right, 441, Diane Dowdy here. Let me read all of your texts that you guys have been sending in. I appreciate uh, all your efforts. Uh, another face diaper discarded by a loving global citizen here in the city of Albuquerque. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, the Heights, that's a picture of a Trump sign scratching out Trump and Pence and putting in Nazi. Uh, we've got a really Classy. ignorant uh, population here, extremely ignorant. Um, besides a brick behind I- into Dinah's window, we get numerous uh, Trump signs thrown down. Uh, Eddie, we need the citizens to reverse this no-bill junk that our state Supreme Court approved. We arrest people over and over and over. We cannot control what happens. Once they are taken to jail, uh, we have very little input. Uh, thank you uh, for that from the 505. The other thing that uh, should be noticed is that uh, Judith Nakamura is retiring. So, Indeed. you know, we've already had the entire state blue. All our congressional representatives are blue. All of our senators are blue. All of the Democrat, excuse me, our state house dominated by blue uh, Democrats, House Republican. And now you're going to have the Supreme Court, which is going to be 5-0 uh, Supreme Court blue. Yeah. Am I optimistic? No, I'm not. If you right don't there. like what you see, folks, look around, looking around, uh, look at who's in charge. At <laughs> uh, a Democrats platform, free, free, but you must vote for me. That is uh, exactly, I think, it, it, Dinah, Dinah, you're laughing at that, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. The Democrats like to keep everybody totally dependent. Uh, dependent on the crumbs, basically, is is what they what they give us. And I'll, I'll talk in particular for the South Valley. And often when we get the crumb, we're so happy for it. But in 2020, a lot has changed, and I think that people are opening their eyes. Uh, many of the doors that I'm knocking on, I don't, I don't get treated with hostility. I get treated with openness, compassion, even if we disagree. And guess what, Eddie? They love Trump. They love Trump. That's right. That's what it's about. Trump 2020. Number four. I wish I, I wish more candidates uh, would get behind Trump, and you're going to see a number of Republican candidates lose because uh, they do not get behind uh, Trump explicitly. Would you agree or disagree with that, Dinah? I would. Uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there. She's going to elaborate. Uh, meet the well. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, Ryan texts in. He says Senate needs to skip hearings. SCOTUS vote now. Well, it's going to have hearings because we've got to have them. Reuters already found already out front attacking Amy Coney Barrett's religion. Bigots. Well, of course. I mean, and the thing is, if you can't stand in the kitchen uh, and take the heat, then it's time to get out. And uh, certainly Amy Coney Barrett uh, can definitely do that. Uh, unbelievable. We'll, we'll touch upon her resume. In regards to the property crime, house and truck burglary in the last six weeks, uh, myself, Eddie, back in uh, southeast Albuquerque. Thank you, Ryan, uh, uh, for that. And then... Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw this uh, video, Dinah, that you just sent me. It's a picture of a guy taking a machete in broad daylight at the mm-hmm. corner of looks like Juan Tabot and I would imagine Central uh, to a Trump-Pence sign. Right. And uh, right behind there is a number of retired military, and it's not too uh, far from uh, Four Hills, which is a, another good or pretty decent uh, area town. Mm-hmm. 550, Let's get to these numbers. Your media is lying to you. Or is it the Albuquerque Police Department? And they're just writing the report. Dowd, help me out. Overall, crime in the city down slightly 5% across all categories, according to the article from the Albuquerque Journal. In the first six months of 2020, compared with the first half of 2019. Yep. So they're year over year, 19 to 20. Well, it should be down. We were all trapped in our houses, right? <laughs> according to statistics released by the Albuquerque Police Department, it has decreased 15% since 2018. Oh, great job, Tim Keller. Great job. I didn't realize you were doing such a great job. Oh, until I realized that 
we are looking at the same crime statistics that we were looking back in 2018 because the Albuquerque Police Department is releasing its crime statistics using the National Incident-Based Reporting System, which the FBI will soon require of all police departments for its annual reports. This is the third year APD has used NIVRS, and officials said they cannot compare pre-2018 to 2018 and later. So there you go. Bob's your uncle. So over two years, this has decreased 4%. There were 7,000... 362 crimes against persons reported in the first six months, assault. 152 more than the second quarter than in the first. Crimes against property, arson, burglary, motor theft, vehicle, motor vehicle theft, larceny, robbery, and more have decreased 6% in 2019 to 2020, but 19% since 2018, according to the Albuquerque Police Department. After speaking to an actual police officer, number one reason for actually reducing has nothing to do with uh, the new acting uh, chief of police, Medina, and this very interesting Acting Police Chief Harold Medina attributed the decrease in crime to the hiring of more officers and the department's crime-fighting tactics. <laughs> Stop it. He, re- he, really wrote, he really said this. How do you say that with a straight face? You can. Crimes against this society, including drug offenses, decreased in the first half of the year compared with last year. Our strategy of hiring more officers is bringing steady, hard-won progress. We initially used limited resources to tackle auto theft and robbery and the additional officers in helping us to expand our crime-fighting efforts we're in a better position to more aggressively tackle gun violence, which remains a longstanding challenge in our community. Stop there. What is it that Tim Keller, Harold Medina, Chief Geyer, and some, maybe a few, a smattering, definitely the brass didn't want? They did not want Operation Legend. Why? Stormtroopers. Why did they not want them? You guys couldn't even solve murders. Mm. You had no contact with any of the people who you were hot on the trail and you tried to take cover or tra- take credit for. You couldn't find the Telemontis mo- group that out there that m- murdered Mrs. V. Hill or solve a number, a number of other crimes as well. High-profile murder in, our, in recent history, and they, they were apparently pretty clueless. So here's the kicker, right? If crime is really down, how is it, and we had a multiple homicide last year of four-plus people, five, I thought it was five. It was over the South Valley, uh, remember? Um, I want to say it was like, I think it was five people who were killed in one night back in uh, 2019. I remember, I was there, You, if you were catching my videos at the end mm-hmm. of the year, 1231, I was literally, mm-hmm. you know, counting number 82 in the South I Valley. I remember. You remember yeah, that? I, I was do. doing, doing that video? I do. Homicides were down in the first six months of the year. They surpassed last year's pace for a while and three quarter. Well, that should be good. We're all stuck in our houses. There have been 55 homicides this year compared with 57 by the same time last year, according to the journal records. So we're off by seven. So No, we're off by two. So perception, let me just teach you politicians something, is reality. Okay, What we think and feel is more important than what you try to shove down our throats in terms of the, the statistics. Okay. And I know you're trying to send those feel-good uh, statistics out, whether enrollment's up at the University of New Mexico, but you walk to the University of New Mexico today, there's nobody on campus. Mm-hmm. Well, crime's down in the city of Albuquerque. Well, well, you feel like it's more unsafe. More places are boarded up. I have a question, just a basic one. On the night of the riots, which... I will say that Mayor Tim Keller spearheaded uh, by virtue of the fact that he was saying, we can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Were any of the burnings or any of the storefront vandalism, breaking windows, was any of that reported or included in the reports on crime? Were the uh, police officers busy that night filling out 
paperwork to suggest that this was a crime or that was a crime? No, they weren't. No, but businesses were just boarding themselves up and shutting down. Folks, crime is up, and it's up significantly. That's the reality of what we're living in right now. And people are picking up and leaving. Why? Because crime is up. It really is that simple. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Eddie Wrong, Chief Geyer, Manny Gonzalez, did want legend. I don't remember uh, Chief Geyer wanting legend. I don't either. I don't remember that. In fact, I think that's kind of where they came apart. Geyer did not want legend. And for all of you Calvary Chapel apologists who are going to keep telling me about how law and order and the Calvary Chapel and they had him speak and all that, I don't want to hear you. I really don't. Manny Gonzalez wanted operational legend. I remember him flying to Washington, D.C. Indeed, yeah. I remember him going there and getting justice for Mrs. V. Hill. Uh, Eddie, you're so right. Every time I go past the closed senior center on Monroe, they are building a new group exercise room. For what? You can't even use the senior center now. They keep spending and calling it investments. What a crock. Eddie, decrease in crime, BS. Just listen to the sirens in any given night. Amen. Or the, or, or the bullets flying through the air. Uh, Eddie, I ran into Michelle Garcia Holmes at the Rep Center of Bacon Constitution. I asked her why she is not advertising with you. She said you were running her commercials at 1 a.m. I think that is a lie. She said she was going to run ads on media that Dems would be listening to. I told her I hadn't heard one ad. I am her voter. Why wouldn't she run ads for me to hear on your station? I can't see how she will win. Makes me sad. Deb Holland's totally beatable. Disgusted. Thanks, Suzanne. Uh, Eddie, yes, I saw that on the news as well. So there you go. Um, some interesting news came out, and uh, Diane, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, plug you and your campaign and what you're doing. I will tell you that there are actually three campaigns which have been noted by the Santa Fe New Mexican, correct, uh, Dowd? Uh, th- all three of those uh, campaigns seem to be advertising here on this radio station. One is, Di- one is Dina Vargas, one the is other Dina. one is Michael Hendricks, and uh, Ali Enigai. Ali Enigai. The third, yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about... What's going on on the campaign trail with uh, 43 days left and how you're going to go ahead and make the South Valley red for the very first time, Dina Vargas? I plan to make the South Valley great. My name is Dina Vargas, and I'm running for the House of Representatives for District 10. I'm a conservative uh, Republican woman running. I've been out working hard every single day, knocking on doors, and I'm doing the hard work because I want to represent the South Valley with all my heart. In my entire lifetime, there has only been but two representatives. And anybody living in South Broadway or the South Valley, you simply only have to leave your driveway and drive up the road to know that our tax dollars are are being spent somewhere else. And so I think the South Valley is great. And I'm going to work day and night, come hell or high water, to represent the South Valley, South Broadway and uh, pray for me. I'll pray for you. You can visit me at DinahVargas.com. If you love your freedom, if you love your guns and your family and New Mexico, you will donate $10 to my campaign. 10 for 10. DinahVargas.com. All right, Darna. Thank you so much uh, for you. being here. And uh, we appreciate you so much. I want to give uh, give you guys two things to take with you today that I think are so very important. We've already talked about Pennsylvania. We talked about Tom Wolf. We talked about how there's plenty of pushback, and it's happening at the federal level. It's going to take people like uh, politicians like uh, Dina Vargas who are going to walk, knock doors, and uh, make things happen. But here's a little bit of good news that you may have missed. But it was picked up on the Powerline blog because New Mexico is getting some visibility, and the pushback is evident. New Mexico has limited the capacity at which schools are allowed to operate. Maybe they had a little bit of help here. 
Dowd, what do you think? You think we you think they got a little bit of help somewhere? I wonder where they were getting help from. Public schools are permitted to operate at 50% of capacity. Private schools are only allowed to operate at 25%. Certain private schools are choosing to do that. Given the severe limitation on its ability to operate, the one academy decided not to open, but instead to rely on the instruction online. The father of a student at a school filed a lawsuit alleging that New Mexico violates the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution by using one rule for public schools and another for private schools. This is the kick and the you-know-what that we needed. The Justice Department filed a statement today in the case. It argues that under Supreme Court law, parents' educational choices for the children are a fundamental constitutional right and that New Mexico has zero, no grounds for abridging that right by adopting stricter rules for private schools than they do for public schools. This is exactly why your governor needs to be impeached. You cannot treat the same entity two different ways. It's not arbitrary and capricious. New Mexico defended its use of different rules on the theory that schools publicly have greater oversight requirements than private ones. The rule seems to preclude private schools from operating at 50% capacity, even if they adopt the same precautionary practices that public schools. New Mexico also says that in practice, very few public school students in grades 7 through 12 are receiving in-person instruction because state education officials are taking a hyper-cautious approach to the reopening. New Mexico is afraid that, by contrast, most private schools will reopen under a 50% rule. Well, at least one. But the New Mexico rule seems to assume that for its safe schools to open at 50%, if certain social distancing practices are maintained, the state shouldn't fear the opening of private schools that also practice proper social distancing. So, here it is. The Department of Justice has joined in. The state reportedly has the lowest average positivity rate for the coronavirus testing in the entire Western United States at 2.1%. And we are one of the leaders nationwide in tests administered through or per capita. So here we are. The Department of Justice has now joined the challenge to New Mexico's restriction on private school openings. And this has now become a federal issue. Yes, Dinah. Oh, I just wanted to thank uh, the person that just donated to me. I'll just say the first name. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's good people. And it's no, good yeah. people. Uh, so, okay, so we got another one here that I want. Another, I think, uh, piece of good news, if if I can uh, find it out. I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, I just wanted to... to sure. For this is, what you've described is wonderful. I'm so glad that the federal government is stepping in to look into the, the constitutional infraction here. But I will say this to you, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and all your little supporters out there. You were warned about this. Late April, Attorney General William Barr on Monday, this is the 27th of April, ordered federal prosecutors across the U.S., that's the top federal prosecutor, the U.S. attorneys all over the country, to identify coronavirus-related restrictions from state and local governments, quote, that could be violating the constitutional rights and civil liberties of individual citizens. At the end of April, you were warned. You had plenty of time to look at that and say, hey, you know, we're probably out of compliance and uh, we're inviting uh, action by the U.S. Department of Justice. But you went on with your standard policy anyway. You were warned in late April. You knew this could come and you still you did nothing. So you know what? You sowed the wind. Now you're reaping the whirlwind. And it will be bad. Because these people are eagerly awaiting this type of thing, because precedent has already been set in the state of Pennsylvania, yep. Dowd. Yep. And it is there. It is there. Uh, Western Pennsylvania, that was the decision last week. The guy, uh, the lawyer was on Glenn Beck, I think, yesterday here yep. on the K- Akiva. Interesting guy. Um, you just cannot <laughs> impose these restrictions, uh, the violations of the 14th Amendment, violation of the First Amendment, these blanket restrictions 
where the governor just decides, you know, what, what, however they feel that day, no legislative oversight, obviously impacting your constitutional rights under various amendments to the Constitution. You know what, folks, those early legal battles, our side lost most of those early legal battles, but now they're kicking up at the federal level, and I think we're going to start to fare much, much better in fighting back against this nonsense. we got a lot more to come in our hour number two. Dinah, one more time, one more plug for you. My name is Dinah Vargas. You can visit me at DinahVargas.com. I'm the Republican woman running in the South Valley. It's never been done. Help me make history and help me make the South Valley great again. DinahVargas.com. There you go. I love that. MAGA. MAGA for the South Valley. Yeah. How many Trump signs do you see out there in the uh, South Valley? More than Biden. (laughs) Biden is uh, deaf, dumb, and blind. Not going to do very well next uh, Tuesday. And, uh, well, we've got some news on Biden. We'll talk about the... Slam dunk that's coming for the Supreme Court, the confirmation that will come, the uh, civil war that will erupt after the confirmation, and the other reason Michelle Lujan Grisham might not be opening the schools. We'll be talking about a second shutdown in return. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark.